Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight board from the Gulf Coast. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the <laughs> f- the this crash is talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Mate, how am I going? Origin is done and dusted over a period of a fortnight with Queensland winning the share. Yes. Two games to one. Yes. Yes. How am I going? What a way to start. (laughs) Sucked in cockroaches. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck. The, apparently the worst team Queensland had fielded in 40 years of state of origin. Yeah. I got the job done. Worse than 95 Nigels. <laughs> Still did the job. And obviously this isn't a sporting podcast, but everybody should know that in any facet of life. The one place you don't want a Queenslander is with his back to the wall. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it was bloody good. Very good. But uh, I had my back to the wall last night for a few hours. What happened? Courtesy of a train from Newcastle to Sydney in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, Newcastle Comedy Festival. I was meant to be there with you this weekend. Yeah. I thought I'd be back in Victoria. I only flew back yesterday myself. Um, Didn't think I was going to be able to get up, so I did the responsible thing, pulled the pin, and missed out on seeing my good friend. Yeah, man, it was great. Lucas Reginald Heggie. (laughs) I don't know if that's your middle name or if you even go by Lucas. Terrible terrible uh, guess all round. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, good weekend. (laughs) Four galas, no less. But uh, yeah, tra- I caught the train last train home last night, so I get home for work this morning. Fucking nightmare. What train people? Hold on. So what? To- what time was the train? Ten p.m. Got in at one to Central. Oof. Yeah. So you would have got to bed at two. Yeah, bed at two. What time did the alarm go off? Five forty-five, and then uh... was it just this? Is that the alarm? Is that how you knew when to wake up? Get back into it. Yeah, yeah. You got it. It's, uh, it's popular around my house to have that sort of shit, just playing at volume two hours before anyone else has to get out of bed. Um, but, yeah, train people. They've always been a bit special train people, but nighttime train people in particular. Nighttime, uh, a fucking 10 p.m. Sunday train from Newcastle to... Sydney, I assume that's just people fleeing poor situations at home. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's just mad. There's a, there was a mute, like doing, you know, like trying to talk to me and do sign language. I was, I was doing my best, couldn't understand it. Um, he he hadn't cleaned his teeth for some time, but he, he was all right. But I just sort of woke up. I was asleep across three seats. I was in a sixth seater to myself. Yeah, and uh, just woke up and he's sitting across, just staring at me. So that wasn't. Didn't didn't go for good sleep on the way back, but um anyway, all's well. Did it? Was he asking for cash? No, he didn't ask for cash. It's just weird. Yeah, just a strange dude. I don't have any fucking cash. No cash here, chop man. You know that that should. I love people asking that on a train. Do you have any spare change? Can't. Yeah. I'm on a train. <laughs> if I had any, there's no yeah. way I'd be on this mode of transport. Oh, this isn't <laughs> option one through ten that you're looking at me at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. They're working on the helicopter. I've got fucking heaps of cash around. Give me a sec. Yeah. <laughs> Private jets in the sheds. But um, no, the tour's rolling on pretty well. Just away a few nights a week. It's pretty nice. 
Went to the Gong. That was good. Newcastle. Uh, yeah, all good, man. Um, train people quite like music too, but they're not not enamored with headphones. That's the one thing I notice on trains. They like music. Yeah, yeah. Not the headphones so much. They've got their little speakers or their transistors or whatever. Yeah, just going. Great. Very two very different age groups though. If you've got phone playing off a Bluetooth speaker or phone playing off a radio. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the doggies or it's techno. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do love hearing a racing call through a transistor radio. Go yeah. this guy, that that's a bloke with his back to the wall. He needs this. He needs this more than anyone's ever needed anything. You see blokes at the cricket <laughs> with a transistor listening to the races. That's when you know, you know, they're they're quite special. <laughs> Queensland's full of them. Busy. But um he happy to be back in Melbourne, mate. Man, I'm stoked. But just quickly, Newcastle Saturday night. Was there a weird Mix because the weren't the Wallabies playing there? Oh yeah, you wouldn't really know it, but yeah, they were there. They were quietly shuffling about the streets, yeah, uh, in their scarves, etc. Yeah, even though I turned up with a t-shirt, not much else. You've turned up. You're playing your ukulele at the end. You're looking around and go, "There's no linen or RMs in here. What's happened? Did you figure it out? I never played a fucking ukulele. It was galas anyway, dickhead. They're like, it was a big theatre. Yeah, and uh, do your best stuff. Your song. <sighs> <laughs> um, anyway, a couple of matinees Oh mate, you must be ratchet Yeah, not well But alright, I'm fine enough to do this It's not that hard It's not actual work No, it's not But um, anyway no, Not at all Back in Melbourne Getting back to the European feel Shaking off the Queensland filth That must be nice the, uh, Yeah, it's hard The continental experience of a city That's got a fucking big W in the city centre Right in the middle. Never seen that anywhere but Melbourne. <laughs> but there you are. Very European. Yeah. That's where I get my croissant from Big W. <laughs> in a pack of 48. Yeah. You need a lot of croissants. You go to a big box store and get them. Mate, it's good to be back. I feel like you should be doing, I should be doing a quarantine, but a cultural quarantine where it's not for germs. They're just preparing me to, they're trying to wash off my Queensland spirit for the next two weeks before I get let out into Melbourne and the, the final test is they show me a video of man, a man with a stumpy fringe and three-quarter length jeans tuning a ukulele yeah, and asking me if I can juggle. And depending on my response to that, that, that'll say if I'm allowed to be let out or not. Yeah, right. Well, that you are in a Broncos jersey as we speak. Yeah. Melted on. <laughs> You've been out in public with that? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, right. Going on. to the gym after this. Yeah, nice. Show everyone what's what. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, while we're here, before we kick off this episode, I want to say thank you to the Patreon people too. Oh, That's the, best. the only reason we can pay an editor. And uh, I just, you know, if you can flick us a few bucks a month, fucking sick. If you don't, doesn't matter. This will still come out each week. But um, Oh, editor, I haven't paid him. I used all the money on these Broncos jerseys. Oh, okay. I've got one for every day of the week. Oh, sweet. They're all signed. So thanks. Thanks, Patreon. I better, <laughs> I better do a double shift tomorrow then. See what happens because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, oh seriously though, Patreon's the only reason, the only thing that makes money on this, and um, I fucking do my head in. I already do enough stand up for free, but uh, doing it for negative money, yeah. I'm not fucking having that. No. So very hard work, fair bit of work goes into this, and thank you very much for jumping on the Patreon people, and uh, good luck to you and your families, and God bless. Oh, that's very sweet, mate. Yeah, you're a nice man. <laughs> I'll um. Man, I'll tell you what, people won't be – well, I put up a photo earlier in the week on um, on our Instagram of me. Uh, got a free upgrade, Heggy. Blessed. Virgin. Well, it wasn't free. It was only a, a couple of points, though. Not too bad. So I had to take it, and I rocked both. I rocked an Air Jaden T-shirt that you can get at midflybrawl.com. Yes. And an Air Jaden face mask, which you can't get, but I do have a pile of them here. Very nice. I'll put them up if people are interested. Any uh, Any jealous comments? No, just a lot of a lot of stares from people. Yeah, right. Um, but flying, flying, not what it used to be. Nothing open at the airport. Um, had a woman next to me. How's this? She was at old. She would have been in her sixties or seventies. Sat down next to her. Had the headphones around the neck, ready to put the headphones on. And she said, "Oh, I got a friend for the flight." Yeah. Nah, but I'll be nice. Um. I said, yeah, just flying home. Been working up here for a few months and, and, and time to get back to Melbourne for Christmas and everything. Yep. I said, where are you off to? She said, my daughter's got breast cancer. Oh. Oh, 
Fuck. Did you just drop the headphones on straight after that? <laughs> Turn up the sound. <laughs> just slowly, slowly moving them up my neck. Yeah. Yeah, it's a five. She said, it's a five centimetre lump. How don't, you fi- how don't you feel that in the morning? I would have felt it. It's like, well, is that a bit of blaming? Anyway. And she said, um, and my cousin my cousin just got killed last week in a fight on the Gold Coast. Oh, so probably his fault too. You just say, what, victim blaming? I've got just a podcast you should be listening to. We <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a good chance we'll cover what happened to your cousin on Patreon. Land Larrikins. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got killed in a biff at the Goldie. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Over a dispute. Oh, wow. Um, there was a neighbourly dispute. But how's that for an opener with a stranger? Oh. At least the person that annoyed you on the train couldn't fucking talk. Yeah. I would have loved for that. Oh, man. Yeah. What do you What do you say? Fair enough. Or did they? You know? All right. What do you? How do you shut that down? Uh, pretended to take a call. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Nice one. And then put the headphones on, ended the fake call, and then just left them on. Ah, sneako. Yeah. Top little sneako. Good on you. I wish I had the, like, Daniel Sloss, our mate, <laughs> comedian Daniel Sloss has got a no. If somebody asks him, like, oh, what about this weather? He's like, don't waste my time with this shit chat. Yeah. And I find it insane. But he's never had to serve anyone in a job. Exactly. He's never had to be nice to anyone in his fucking life. Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> different. It comes with its own perils, like people knowing how much of a prick you are. At least you try to hide it. <laughs> By faking a fucking phone call. Yeah. I've, there's just time. those times, though, I wish I had. Did I tell Oh, I've got to tell you this. Um, at the Origin game, there was a guy a few rows behind us, uh, New South Wales fans. There was about four or five of them. There was a bloke with his young son, must have been 12 or 13, and the dad was yelling out heinous shit, real heinous shit, yeah. saying queers, landers, just dropping poofed up. Worst versions of that. He was he was getting deep. Like you've got to yell some pretty crook shit at a rugby league game for people to go, mate. Come on, yeah. Enough of that. Did he get called out? Yeah, he did get called out by numerous people. He then tipped a rum accidentally, but tipped a full rum on a girl in front of him. And then he said, "I'm so sorry, miss. What are you drinking?" And she said, "White wine." And he said, "I'll get you one when I go back to the bar. I'll go now. I'm sorry." And then came back, just had four rumbos. And when questioned on that. He just said he forgot forgot the drink. Oh, yeah. So he was a real piece of shit. He was yelling. At one point, he yelled, Queensland, you got nothing. At 16 minutes in, you fucking, you got nothing. And somebody said, the clock goes backwards, you dumb cunt. It's been 24 minutes. Yeah. Um, but again, he's not listening to facts or stats or anything at this point. He's just all New South Wales. Everyone hated him. And about five minutes ago, a New South Wales player, Corey Walker, got knocked out. Cody. And yeah. uh, Cody Walker, sorry, got knocked out. And 50... Thousand people are silent at Suncorp, and as the little stretcher ambulance came out, this bloke stood up and went, "We are, we are, we are," and it God. turned us around. We all had a good laugh. Yeah, right. The ultimate comeback. <laughs> oh, good, he redeemed himself there. And he was with kids, you say? Yeah, he was with a kid that will either go on to become exactly that, or work at the UN. You know what I mean? There's no middle ground for that child. Ah. Uh, I don't think there's any middle or high ground for that child. I've seen it before. We'll see it again. He will be screaming poofed up in 10 years from now at Queenslanders, wherever. How it happens. How's the childish ambulance noises, though, out of a 50-year-old? He had your favourite thing, too. He had the spongy nose. Yeah. The great booze nose. How old's this guy with two little kids? Grandkids or kids? No, with kids. Would have been in his 40s or 50s. But one of those heads, you don't know. Yeah, right. With one of those boozy heads, like he could have been 37. I don't know. Bit, bit gouty. Yeah. Very gouty. All right. Man, we better kick on to this episode. Quite excited today to uh, get stuck in. It's a, it's a topic close to my heart. <laughs> Should we get stuck in? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So uh, this week, we're actually doing a bunch well we're, we're talking celebrity pilots and there have been a few celebrities who suffer from immortality syndrome fucking great way to die once you conquer entertainment stands to reason obviously that you're a very good navigator pilot and engineer brown bread yeah <laughs> i i'm interested in this heggy you know how much i fucking love planes 
Air Crash Investigations, one of my favourite TV shows. I even play a bit of Flight Simulator on the computer. Have done for years. Uh, you know what I don't like though? Small planes and confined spaces, which small planes are generally confined spaces. And uh, yeah, a lot of maths involved. Our mate Tommy Little, comedian Tommy Little, he's currently learning how to fly a plane. And Is he? he said uh, he's he's got to keep doing catch-up classes. So... Uh, don't worry about coronavirus in Melbourne. Better chance of being taken out by the little in a, in a cesta coming into your lounge room unannounced. Jesus Christ. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, there have been a few. These are just a future stat. But um, there have been a few uh, celebrities who've gotten into this. Qantas ambassador and former Whig enthusiast John James Travolta being one of them. He's a fucking good pilot though, isn't he? He flies like a 747. Yeah, he flies big. Mate, one time, right? Danny, this is how nice a bloke he is, as well as being a good pilot. One time, Danny Zuko from 1978's Greece filled up his Boeing 707 with Scientology ministers willing to work pro bono and dropped them off in earthquake-ravaged Haiti in 2010. Nice. So one of the biggest events of that year and major inspiration for me to begin performing stand-up comedy that very year. The world needs <laughs> laughter. The, uh, that's what Scientology needed. Another financial break. Let's not buy a plane ticket. Let's call up John. He'll bring the jet out for free. Oh, for sure. It's already not not enough to get all the you know tax breaks. What an opportunity for a recruitment drive as well. Imagine, imagine the Haitians, their dirty little faces, looking skyward and cheering from their waist high mud because God has finally sent John Travolta to fix it. Is that the bloke from Pulp Fiction? Yeah, he's here, everyone. Um, of the predominantly Catholic population of Haiti, the pie chart of pie chart of religions that I saw, it says zero point seven percent belong to the other category. So, with any luck, since twenty ten, that's gone up a lot since those volunteers popped over and performed dianetics on some unwilling local poor people. That's um, I feel like I feel like this is being unfair, actually, of course, because Scientology, being a minority religion, I think I'm punching down. Yeah. Most definitely. Mm. The big Scientology centre in Melbourne is actually, I only live, a, you know, on the, in the next suburb. Yeah. I occasionally ride past it on the bike. Always wanted to pop my head in there. But I think they'd tell straight away from the laughing that I wouldn't be serious. <laughs> that, they're, they're pretty particular. I mean, you know, fuckwits obviously, but they are quite shrewd. If, you, if you're making fun of them, they know. Um, other celebrity pilots you might want to know. Yeah. Uh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden singer-songwriter Paul Bruce Dickinson. He used to fly a plane and indeed flew his own band around the world a few times. Yeah, I've seen the plane at Auckland Airport. Yeah, I've seen it before too. The Iron Maiden plane. Yeah, it's great. It's um, as well as one time dropping off Liverpool Football Club over to Italy for an away match. Private plane, no customs, pack your brass knuckles, lads. Good um. Good to see they learned from the Manchester United incident in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> Very rarely will a whole football team fly together after that incident, but they, I'm, I'm glad to see they will get together when a rock star's at the controls. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, that's a, you've got to make some exceptions in life. Um, he's good at guitar solos. He's probably a bloody great pilot. <laughs> I mean, they've just thought, let's take hooliganism continental. Quite, but quite... Quite skilled pilot is Bruce, actually. I don't want to be unfair. But even so, he managed to crash Ed Force One into a tug in uh, Santiago, Chile. You know those cars that yeah. look like a forklift but with no top? Yeah. Real heavy little low riders. Damaged it quite badly and injured two ground crew. Thankfully, they were only Chilean locals. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Ben, how do you get run over by a plane and you're only injured? Two of the toughest cans I've ever heard of. Oh, it's quite a bit of damage to Ed Force One too. Couldn't fly it. Um, smashed one of the engines and stuff into the car. Oh, properly hit it. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, fingers got pointed. But uh, Bruce was at the helm at the time. Um, other much-loved celebrity pilots include WW2-era aircraft enthusiasts Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Never understood that. Old technology. Why? They're better now. Oh, I know. Sorry. Fuck yeah. Besides the, uh, what's the the Boeing 737 MAX? Besides that one, planes are better now. 
Yeah. Why is a Boeing 737 MAX special? That were those ones. There was like two or three crashes where everyone died. I think one was in Africa, one was in Asia. The plane just fucking smashed it, stalled and smashed into the ocean. And it turned out there was some setting that Boeing was charging extra for. Um, you had to pay extra if you wanted this thing inbuilt into the plane and the airlines didn't pay for it and the pilots weren't trained to figure out how to fix this issue. Man, that is taking the extras thing a bit far. I've got to pay an extra dollar to get you know, carbon offset or an extra 10 bucks to get a nice seat on Jetstar, <laughs> like paying for an actual instrument in the cockpit. That is fucking extreme. Yeah, would help. Virgin have a bunch on order, so I look forward going to Qantas in the near future. Right. Well, maybe, well, surely once they've read the news, they'll go, oh, we'll just pay the extra. You hold us to ransom if you want. Fucking Concord didn't didn't uh, get out of it. That's right. They were killing. They were great. And then uh, very quickly defunct when someone left a fucking spare tire out on the runway. Yeah. Killed a bunch. Concord's gone. One incident. They get, they get as many chances as Boeing, do they? Yeah, that's um was it, and it was just that, wasn't it? It hit something on the runway. Yeah. Like it wasn't even the plane's fault. No, not at all. Rough. Uh, one set of rules for one people and one set of rules for others. That's how life is, everyone. Wake up. Um other celebrity pilots, of course. We've got your Angelina Jolie, Hilary Swank, and Morgan Freeman. That's um and none other than Jimmy Buffett. Margaritaville. Yeah, Margaritaville, he crashed his plane into Nantucket Harbour and survived. Hilarious. Good to be maggot. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how you get out a lot of things. How, how we're all going to mourn publicly, though, when we hear the horrible news that the world has been robbed of any of these heroes who had no concept of their limited skills. Authorities, they're just going to be standing there pouring the remains of a universally loved actor down the drain out of a bucket with a few little bits of Cessna in it. And, and we'll be all crying about it. Just the teeth. The only thing, it's hard to tell from the dental records because they've all got those new big Seppo teeth. Yeah. Looks like, yeah, it looks like a horse has died in a Cessna. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found the problem. It's an yeah. Equine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mr. Red. Yeah. I told him just because he. <laughs> Oh. Just because he got a few lines out in that old show doesn't mean he can fly, but he's fucking great. That's, yeah, that's what's left now of a Hollywood airplane crash, a solo. It's just two little sacks of silicon and a fucking bunch of horse teeth. Looks like your, your regular comedy club logo. Yeah. Just a big set of chompers. <laughs> that's, that's all they find in the wreckage. <laughs> so um, I, best ever celebrity pilot, though, and I'm sure no one disagree here, is it's got to be none other than environmental activist Harrison Ford. Now, have you put that at the start, Heggie? It's quite the juxtaposition to be an environmental enthusiast oh, yeah. while just burning dinosaur bones at a rapid rate. Fuck yeah. I mean, he owns he owns multiple vehicles and planes. So, you know, you got to, you got to get around to environmental activism appointments somehow. I remember my, my son's first birthday, my wife took him to a climate change march in Melbourne. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it because I was flying back on an Airbus A380 from Dubai where I'd done a corporate gig for McDonald's. But I think as a family overall, we evened out. Yeah, for sure. You should, you should have asked him to do a flyby <laughs> over the top of the demonstration, do a little wing tip. <laughs> Maybe chuck some butts out the window or something. Yeah, there you go. Did you see me? I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating fish closer to the moon than the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Harry, he's had multiple incidents and accidents. Should we go round the grounds? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's and do kick it. Off. Cast your mind back, buddy, to October twenty three, nineteen ninety nine. 99. So, what a time. Yes. Oh, great time to be alive. Y2K was just a you know, blip on the horizon. Um, we're looking at uh, Colonel Dollarhide from 2011's Cowboys and Aliens, an avid aviation enthusiast for decades. He was, he was flying his own Bell 206 L4 Long Ranger helicopter when he crashed it in Santa Clarita, California, Walked away from that without a scratch. Gee. And obviously, he's immediately thought, I am probably immortal. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? 
You rarely hear of a helicopter crash ending with a high five to everyone that saw it. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I, walking away from multiple aviation mishaps is quite the achievement, I have to say. I challenge anyone to walk away from one. Yeah. He's done it a lot. And normally normally the, those things happen to people. I think the, there was someone in Blink-182, I think the drummer, Travis Barker, I think his name is, tatted up bloke. Yeah. Um, he, he was in a plane crash. His mate died. He was injured and now he refuses to get on a plane. So if they do a tour somewhere, he has to catch a fucking cruise ship. Oh, really? Yeah. Was this at the height of their fame is doing that or just since they're doing RSLs and stuff because it'd be a bit easier now, <laughs> I would think. What is the SEPO RSL? On the Veterans Hall? Are the Blink-182 that old now? Well, it doesn't ta- they're not that old, but it's it doesn't take long to get old. In the world of rock and roll these days, yeah. RSL, that's just Florida. I did <laughs> I did see those guys watching. There was a YouTube video of them watching famous YouTubers, these teenagers, listen to them for the first time. Yes. And it was funny to see that, like these kids that would have been the same age group as their fans when they were massive. Yeah. And there was a girl saying, this music's pretty great. Like, I'd play it at a party. And they're like, you can. It's fine. Like, yeah. just play it. Yeah. <laughs> it must be hard like fuck I was aged out of comedy before I even started it must be hard if you're really popular to just turn into a fucking you know dozen seat uh, fucking RSL cover act doing your own actual covers surely you just jump out before then you don't ride it into the ground do you well you'd think so they must be short of cash though these types but probably not them I don't know anything about them but uh, a lot of them yeah. Have people that gotten famous, have they forgotten how bell curves work? Yes. There is the other end of it. Yeah, absolutely. The other end is mowing lawns. <laughs> By the way, I, I do find it fascinating when people are that afraid of flight. Like I believe Whoopi Goldberg is another one, tour bus everywhere. Oh, yeah. Much like John Madden, famous NFL coach, coached the Raiders to a Super Bowl yeah. and uh, the face of the Madden NFL game series that I've plunged most likely thousands of hours into over what? the years. Is that a video game? Yeah. Fuck. Madden. It's the NFL football game. All right. Yep. Of all of them. Yeah, it is. Well, there was another one, but uh, Americans, they hate that shit. Let's just make it a monopoly. It hasn't been good for a few years because there is no competition. Okay. Why should it? Yeah. I uh, I think this is – Harrison, he's, he switched from helicopters not too long after this, but helicopters scare the shit out of me. Like, have you have you been in any? Yeah, I went in. Uh, I did one of those like trip around Manhattan. Oh, okay. You know, you know, I think it was like a fifteen minute trip, fanging around Manhattan Island. But we got pushed aside because there were Black Hawk helicopters. This was like two thousand and ten, I believe. Um, and the pilot was saying that Obama was in one of the Black Hawks. Oh, okay. We we're trying to have a look at Central Park, and the the pilots of the Black Hawks told our our little scenic chopper to fuck off okay i wouldn't have thought you'd just fly anything around manhattan these days yeah just okay well it's fucking it's in the constitution obviously um i was in i was in fnq north queensland one time right where admittedly the rules are different and i was in this helicopter and we we flew just straight into a storm and there was this guy uh, piloting it, I didn't even know him. He's younger than me, which has always fucking irked me. Sitting at the joystick, wearing a flannel. Oh, and that's—I think that's one of the worst parts of helicopters. You can see the bloke, <laughs> at least, at least in a big jet. They're behind closed doors, especially since the advent of modern hijackings. You—you you can't see what's going on. They could all wear flannels. They could be fucking nude. They could be letting a Sheila fly the thing. You wouldn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, as a as a disclaimer, obviously, I, I have complete faith in women flying planes. It's not. Formal sexism, just casual. Not one in a flannel, though. No, definitely not. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you are. No flannels in the cockpit. Oh, man, I put seeing pilots do their job in the same category as having to see what a chef looks like. Yeah. Like you used to be able to sit in a restaurant, right, and just order a meal. And, you know, 15 minutes later, a pair of saloon doors would, would kick open and a waiter <laughs> or waitress would deliver it to the table. Chefs would be assumed to be in there. <laughs> But uh, I didn't have to look at the bastards. Just have a have a separate door to get in and out of the car park. You never had to see them. The only chef I I will use the term chef a kebab chef. It's the only time where I want to see every part of the meal is at at a kebab place. Yeah, 
oh, yeah, you don't want any secrets there. There was a chain that opened up in Victoria in the 2000s called Suvlaki Hut, I believe. Anthony Kudafidis, Carlton, great, yep. was involved. And I remember going into a Suvlaki Hut, but it was set up like a, a Macca's. You couldn't see out the back. And there's nothing worse than not being able to see where the kebabs come from. Oh, no, you do not want to see that. I think that's why it went under. <laughs> yeah, normal, normal <laughs> restaurant. I don't want to see them. So that's progression, though, and it's the same principle that's been applied to your chosen career path, radio DJ. Oh. You hear one now, you go, oh, is he clever? Is he funny? Has he got a nice voice? Irrelevant. He looks lovely on a billboard joshing around with a footballer and a different footballer's wife. <laughs> that's what radio's become. Bang. Like everything, making ugly people completely unemployable. <laughs> Nowhere for them to go anymore. They light up the fucking studio as well. It is, it is bright in there. We're on at 5.30 in the morning. My retinas are burned. You film your radio show. Yeah, because they'll put up clips on socials, but you're, just so, you're so fucking tired and over-caffeinated. I don't know why it's going on the internet. So do you get told not to scratch your balls and stuff? No. What kind of fucking stalker lunatic is watching the radio on the internet? That's mad. People want to see little clips. Jesus Christ. Unless, unless there's a physical fight or something. I don't need to see inside a radio studio. One of my co-hosts the other day, former Wallaby and uh, radio legend, Greg Mardo-Martin, he did something uh, quite full on, which was he couldn't find a teapot in the studio. So he just put the, he just made a big pot of tea and then used a trucker hat to strain it, which was actually pretty good. His own trucker hat or just a bit of merch? His own trucker hat off the head. All right. There you go. Sorted. Okay. I don't I wouldn't have thought you'd see anything but tea bags in a triple M studio. And even then <laughs> it's it's be, a trap. You know, unusual <laughs> cans of V and stuff. So um, man, so I was in this I was in this helicopter, right? And we were sort of he was getting lower than the clouds, which were already fucking low. Yeah. We're completely lost, which in a helicopter, not that cute. No. And um he's flying along the highway. And saying, I can't see where we're going. I'm just going to stick to the highway so we can see where we're going, which sounds smart until you realize that we're going to run into a fucking truck in a minute. Yeah. Also, I never want a pilot to be using a fucking Refidex. Oh, yeah. Come on, cunt. We're in a better piece of equipment than this. Well, we, like, it was, I was holding up, it's fucking raining hard. I was holding up the inside lining of the ceiling because it was dripping on the instruments and stuff. It's pretty fucking grim. Jesus. And eventually, we just, oh, the director of the show just said, look, put the fucking thing down now because we are going to hit a truck. Get this fucking thing down, you idiot. And he put it down in someone's front yard and we just went inside, had a couple of sandwiches, cup of tea, and just waited for the storm to pass. <laughs> and I've not set foot in a helicopter since, except those army ones where they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. Bit of fun over in Kabul. Um, the, man, how, how outback Australia is that? You just land a helicopter in someone's front yard. Hey, Dale, chuck the kettle on, would you? Now the chopper's here. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's got to be pretty unusual. Didn't one, didn't one of your mates, though, from that show end up, he died in a helicopter incident? Yeah. Well, it was the same. They're making the same show. The French producer went to, uh, to uh, Argentina. They were shooting a very similar, you know, survivor-style fucking great race, I don't know, outback show. But for celebrities this time, yeah, yeah, and they took off and two helicopters hit each other in the air. How big's the sky? That is fucking yeah. unlucky. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're all brown bread. Not me, because I stopped getting in them. Yeah. Hey, now you mentioned that the show you was filming over there in Argentina was the same show, but a celebrity version. Yeah. Is that what's happened? That's exactly what's happened to television. No, I mean, with the celebrities flying the helicopters. Oh, maybe. <laughs> And they just said, look, I'm a, I'm a 100-meter Olympic swimming bronze medalist. Give me a go at the bloody joystick. And he came seventh in Big Brother. Let us have a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. I've played video games. I think I know what I'm doing. Thank you. Get out of my way with your flano. Sit in the back. Anyway, Harrison, right, he's, uh, he's had a few incidents. These are not chronological, but uh, he had a near miss. In uh, 2020, no less, um, Jack Ryan from 1994's Clear and Present Danger uh, landed <laughs> on Hawthorne Airport in Los Angeles. And then afterwards, 
um, he's explained, Richard Kimball from 1993's The Fugitive has explained that he misheard an air traffic control instruction and just ploughed straight across the only runway where another plane was preparing to take off. Yeah. And the planes, they were 1,100 metres apart. But for planes, from what I've read, that's like wiggling your fingers in someone's face and saying, I'm not touching you. Yeah. They like to be well apart. <laughs> yeah, there's that There's that little uh, little thing called turbulence in the um, – Yeah. There's a, an episode of Air Crash Investigations I've watched where a small plane took off too shortly after a big plane. Oh, yeah, carnage. And the, the air the air coming off the off the wings is like mini hurricanes. Yeah, right. And so this little plane has just followed its big brother into the sky yep. and uh, got thrown back to the earth pretty quickly. <laughs> That's why now there'll be a takeoff and they sit around for a bit. Yep. There's like an actual radar that picks up those bits of wind. Yeah. Go, yeah, it's safe to go now. Is this, this is an episode you said you watch or you watched? I've watched. Oh, okay. I thought you said you watch like you do it regularly, that particular episode. It's that good. I, I will watch it again. Oh, okay. It's like me watching uh, George Bush clips. Yeah. The, um, There's a few things you've got to watch more than once. Oh, fuck, yeah. Him talking about how he went to a park in Botswana. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's one of the best. Look it up and have a go. Um, so after this, right, Han Solo from 1977 Star Wars has said, look, uh, the purpose of the flight was to maintain currency and proficiency in the aircraft. No one was injured and there was never any danger of a collision. A little bit of management jargon there. And uh, I don't want to come across as negative, but that is one of my hates, management speak, moving forward, etc. Mm. No good. So uh, ATC, have they've disagreed with the bellhop from 1966's Dead Heat on a merry-go-round. And um, he's had to ring them up, uh, air traffic control afterwards, and say, yeah, it's Harrison here again. Uh, don't worry about it. I've flown the Millennium Falcon at warp speed through space. I think you'll find a little yellow two-seater aviate husky in real life. Not nearly as difficult as a green screen heavy landing situation with a fucking orangutan yelling at me. <laughs> Maybe I have seen his plane. It 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 is a um, the the color yellow is a different like it's not something you see on aircraft a lot. And I reckon all actors should just have to have their planes painted that color. Oh yeah, you need fair warning. That way, other planes can know to stay the fuck out of the way. It's like the quarterback in training camp with the red jersey. Don't hit this cunt. All right. Oh, for sure. That should be high vis, really. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's a sparkly high vis paint. No, but proper, you know. Oh. training training wheels, all the rest of it. Forever. Don't care. Don't care if it's you're John James Travolta. You got fucking high vis on your seven oh seven. Well, those little planes look like they have training wheels because the landing gear doesn't retract. It's yeah. just the little <laughs> little tires out in the sky the whole time. Yeah. I'm a I'm a whittle plane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um I mean, that's not too much. There's a bit of a near miss situation, but Three years ago, right, in, uh, February, on February 13, 2017, um, Rusty Savage from 1990's Presumed Innocent, he was landing the same Aviate Husky on a taxiway at John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California. And um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, John Wayne Airport may not exist for too long. Everyone's gone off the Duke. Oh, what's happened? They're going to rename it. Well, you can't just punch darts and use discriminatory discriminatory terms fuck I, I almost slipped there but I didn't I paused yeah, halfway through no, and reset you, you brought it back like Harrison's done many times <laughs> in the aviate um, well no everyone's just woken up and started pointing out his bigotry in the public sphere a, uh, the biggest the biggest culprit is a penthouse interview from 1971 seems people really do read pornos for the articles after all wow what happened but uh, John Wayne he's off colour well literally actually he um he said he doesn't mind black people so long as they make an effort to educate themselves, that sort of thing. But he also, like he's, you know, his, his son says that that was taken out of context. It's like, well, what context was it? But um, everyone's, yeah, everyone's off the duke now. I mean, you got to, people trying to cancel John Wayne, he's fucking done it himself. Mm. It's fine. He's, he's dead. Yeah. He's gone. What are you going to get, his kids or something? Yeah, thank Marlborough. Marlborough's cancelled him. <laughs> Marlborough and steak. Yeah. You fucking hate meat so much, it's cancelling a lot of the old people you don't like. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, it gets rid of, uh, gets rid of racism pretty smartly, <laughs> excess red meat. Um, so 
John Wayne Airport, there's a there's a passenger jet just sitting on a runway with 116 souls on board ready to take off. And uh, it was then that Detective Captain John Book from 1985's Amish comedy Witness uh, confused which runway he was allowed to land at. Fairly important detail. This time, he's passed within 82 feet of the jet. Jesus. And there's there's footage on the internet of this and it looks fake. Yeah, it does look fake. It's, amazing. it's just this little toy plane just flying over the top of you. Yeah, is that, is that split screen or something? What's happened? Pretty good. They have to zoom in. It looks like shonky UFO footage. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's um he got out of that one too. An FAA investigation found that no action was warranted and uh, Harry Ford has retained his pilot's license. Jesus. The FAA said, look, don't worry about it. It's Harrison. He can keep his license. It's not as if he's an, as an average Joe. He's Rick Deckard from 1982's Blade Runner. <laughs> Leave him alone. Did his co-pilot just get on to the tower? Oh, all sorted. No worries, Chewie. I see what you've done. Just a minor mistake. Oh, yeah. That should be admitted into his hearings whenever he has to front the <laughs> FAA. Just go, look, at least I'm not having to deal with this. You never want to hear that on the black box recorder. No. On air crash investigations, a bit of Chewie. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember once, again, I don't know if I brought this up on an earlier episode. I was watching air crash investigations. There was a thing in Buffalo, New York, a de-icing situation. Well, there was no de-icing. They de-iced the plane. They stayed around for too long in a blizzard and then took off and uh, didn't, get, didn't get real far. The wings were heavy with ice and the plane crashed. Oh, right. And, um, How do you de-ice a plane? Just pouring a kettle over it like I do on the windscreen? <laughs> Yeah, it's that. They, they come and spray. Haven't you ever been on a plane when that happens? No. I was in the States a couple of years ago. And they, I'd get off. <laughs> fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. As soon as there's snow. Yeah. I saw what happened to fucking Challenger, mate. That was ice. Was it? That was a space shuttle. Yeah. Too cold. I didn't watch the rest of that yet. It's sitting there with, um, along with uh, Larry Gay. Shit. I don't want to spoil the ending for you. but uh, Of Challenger? Yeah. Well, mate... <laughs> I haven't checked my sports bet account, but I said it'll definitely go longer than 90 seconds. So yeah. I've got a lot of money riding on that. If it's fucking under 90, I'm in deep shit. It's wheat bix yeah. for dinner. Um, one time, right, the uh, the voice of Rooster from 2019's Secret Life of Pets 2 has participated in an air rescue operation near his place what? in Wyoming to save a lost hiker. So have a little think about that before you pass judgment on famous people being capable of everything. Jesus. You never want to be in the woods just thinking, fuck, I hope Han Solo's on the lookout for me. Oh, yeah. God, no. Fucking crazy. Can you, can you imagine that? that footage of the of the tiny little plane flying over a big boy airport? It, it'd be like you or I just landing a fucking hang glider at Tullamarine <laughs> and just stepping off and going, oh, it's all right, fellas. It's Triple M's Nick Cody and his mate. <laughs> Who appeared on Ten Shake one time, performing stand up to twelve people. Uh, let's for, let's forget all about it and carry on. Nothing to see here. Don't fucking think so. <laughs> Carnage. Do we ever? Do we go with? Um, does the pilot alphabet change? If I'm at the helm, do I have to use all triple M words? Yeah. Uh, instead of C for Charlie, it's cans of Coke. Yeah. Uh, cans of Coke. G for gotcha calls. <laughs> P for Pearl Jam. <laughs> Then you're whispering Mike, Mike, Mike at the end of every sentence. <laughs> Triple M, Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> so um, probably the worst one, though, if you want to cast your mind back to uh, March 5, 2015. Sneaking in. Yes. Over half a decade ago. Um, in 2015, right, I rate motorists from 1967's Love has made an emergency landing on a golf course near Santa Monica after reporting engine failure in the World War II Ryan PT-22. He was flying. Old men in old vehicles, no good. No good. Old cars, old cars are one thing, yeah. but old men in old cars, not having it. My co-host Marto reckons over a certain age you should have to drive a manual because he said that's why old people always end up in the front of a fucking shop oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's no clutch. Yeah. So they're just shitty old legs slip and whooshka. Sure. You're in the you're in the chicken joint. Oh man, they're they're the reason I never dine al fresco, despite <laughs> the protests of my family. They'll say I was quite nice outside. Let's brunch on the footpath. I don't fucking think so. 
I don't fancy being one metre away from a retired stockbroker ploughing his boxy old Mercedes with no power steering into our fucking table. Spill my Akai bowl. <laughs> if you think I'm getting scraped off the front of a Volkswagen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always them too. It's boxy old cars those blokes have. Fucking grim. Yeah. Um, People who shake with a cup of tea on a saucer are not my level of shake, a real bad shake. You're putting them in a vehicle with no power steering. Yeah. Fucking hell. They can't even put it, they can't push themselves up out of a chair. How they <laughs> how are they meant to turn this fucking thing? They've got that sort of they've always got that old steering wheel that's about as thin as a pencil that they hold and turn. They take one hand off and it starts shaking, they need both hands on. Oh, it's just, it's just a coat hanger dipped in wax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made out of old telephones. I um old planes though, old cars are one thing. Old planes, that's quite different. Doesn't matter how young or skilled. You are. I mean, not that Ali Fox from 1986's The Mosquito Coast was either young or skilled at the time. But in any case, Lieutenant Colonel Mike Barnsby from 1978's Force 10 from Navarone has thought with respect to old planes, oh, what do you mean I'm not the Red Baron? I think you'll find I can handle a simple 100-year-old biplane. I was arrested student in a deleted scene from 1970's Zabriskie Point, for goodness sakes, I'll be all right. Turns out he wasn't. Anytime there's an air show, and if the air show makes the news post-air show, it's never good. You know, it's never, hey, all the planes worked perfectly. Oh, Congratulations, sure. we'll see you next year. Yeah. And it's always one of these fucking, some spitfire from World War One. you know, has taken off and burst into flames. Yeah. It's never the latest jet. A lot of cameras going. I take that further and think that, you know, anything, anything with, any, like a double wing, they're, don't get in that yeah. crazy, or things that have soft wings like balsa wood or that fucking fabric just stretched over wood. Yeah, no way. And anything with Red Bull written on it. Yeah, I'm not fucking going near it. No way. Yeah, it's bamboo with a fucking cotton fitted sheet. No, I'm all right. Yeah, fuck that. And I, and I as as I've said numerous times, I love planes, but you'll never catch me at an air show because the only bit of an air show I want to see they'll show on the news. Yeah. Well, do you mean the five the the 20 seconds after the weather or an actual they – don't, they don't put death on that, do they? It's trying to uplift people. No, they will. They'll they'll show the, the grim shit, but it's only – if it's shown after the weather, that's the weather guy meeting people there going, oh, yeah, what's this plane about? And you're going to do laps of this, are you? But if yeah, they're right. showing yeah. post-air show footage on the news, it's always bad. Yeah. If the news theme is going over the, the top of <laughs> tonight flying. If it, yeah, yeah, if it starts with tonight. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> so um Harrison in this incident, he suffered a broken pelvis and a broken ankle in the crash. Seventy two years old at the time, so could have happened if he just walked downstairs, fell in the shower. Yeah, that could have happened him just getting on. Yeah. He just hasn't realised till later. Absolutely. Well Pen- Penmar Golf Course in Venice, they were lucky enough to experience the most exciting thing to have ever happened at any golf course anywhere ever. <laughs> On that day, a um, couple of couple of standard issue white collar criminals just sitting having a Tom Collins in the clubhouse, aka the nineteenth hole. <laughs> Fucking right then, look out the window. Who's crash landing on the eighth tee? A par three on the nine hole executive length course. No spectators allowed. Golfers only, please. It's Harrison Ford. Fuck yeah, of course. I wonder if like uh, Will Smith when he approaches that spaceship and punches the alien in it in Independence Day. I wonder if that's what John Daly did on that day. John Daly walks up to the old plane and pulls Harrison Ford out and just fucking yeah. does. That's why Han Solo, he gets, he gets carried off in a stretcher with a neck brace. I saw the footage. Yeah. That probably just could have been a goal for punching him. Yeah. He came over too low. Like he, he might have been fine. I burnt myself with my dart. But um, like you say, he does love yellow planes and, Sh- they should have to have bright yellow planes because pretty much if you could look up in the sky and legitimately say Spoto, then take cover because fucking Indiana Jones from 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's about to put one of his vintage small planes on the ground right near you. So get out of the way. I reckon this bloke, he should just be thrashed with a stock whip and we'll call it even. <laughs> I'll do it. Ages since I've bashed an old man. Um, Mate, did you... Did you manage to cop Harrison's uh, audio of not getting yelled at by the ATC because of who he is? Yeah, he did uh, 
this was him when he's he's first landed, and I assume the um, ATC have just said, "What the fuck was that about?" Yeah, hi, it's uh, Husky Eight Nine Hundred Hotel Uniform, and the schmuck that landed on the taxi. <laughs> I'm the schmuck. Yeah, he he sorted it out though. Hi, um, yeah, James Cosby. Just a couple of quick things. Um, one, I'm I going. I was distracted by the. Uh... So, by the airliner, which was in uh, in movement when I turned uh, to the uh, uh, to the runway, and also the big turbulence from the landing Airbus on the parallel. Okay. Then he he sorted it out just to let everybody know who the who they were dealing with. So, can I just get your name and your pilot's license? The name is Harrison Ford. Okay. Mate, that that's a guy that at a cafe you take too long to order. You go, I feel sorry for this old man. Yeah, but there he is doing what he wants. Just a just a lesson for the kids listening. Uh, if you manage to make a name for yourself, you can do fucking anything, literally anything you want for your whole life. Mate, that guy didn't even yell at him. No, can you imagine you getting strips torn off you if that was you. Well, it's because Harrison threw himself under the bus. Okay. Take your time. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, it's a big deal for me. Hold on. Mate. Yeah, what a... Man, anyone has to say, take your time, no big deal, they're talking to a fucking wrinkly. Yeah. So that wouldn't be said to me. That'd be, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of that plane. Don't ever get in one again. Yeah. Why, is that, why aren't there firefighters down there just breaking the window with an axe? bashing who's ever at the controls. Yeah. You can't just almost crash a plane into another plane and just wait until someone's like, take your time, mate. You just get your license when you can find it. Yeah. Fucking hell. Also, he said my license is in a backpack. I don't like that either. I don't like that. Next to his parachute, you reckon? No, no, no. I just, I don't know. Have it in anything else, a satchel or a fucking folder. Yeah. I don't want to hear about a pilot's license in a backpack. I don't want to hear about anyone who's got a job taking a backpack to work. I'd like to know what's happened to fucking briefcases. See cunts jogging to work now with a backpack. Then get a fucking briefcase, mate. You want me to take you seriously? Hopefully, you know, your initials on it and those little lock things as well. Nearly gone. What's happened? Fuck it, hell. All right, mate. I'm done. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Make sure you get out and see Heggy on tour. Where do you get your dates? LukeHeggy.com. Damn straight you do. At Heggy Luke on Instagram. I'm at the Nick Cody. Send us a message at Midflight Brawl or midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com. We appreciate all the messages and uh, we'll see you next week. Right, see you next week, mate. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's Midflight Brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 